Monday. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm. Yay! This is the first time we're actually going to be on some newfangled thing called Twitch, where I guess children watch each other play video games, and now they can also watch us fuck swear. So that's cool. When I was little, we just watched video games because that's what you just sat there and watched them because your brother would never let you play, you know, because you weren't good enough to get past them. I always had to be the, the two big, the big planes. I'll be the three little planes and you be the big plane. It's going to work. doesn't work out. Combat. Always lost. All right. It's the Joke Workshop here. Thank you guys so much for donating $2 to Mutiny Radio. We really, really appreciate it and need your help to stay alive because holy shit, rent's expensive. Uh, thanks for being here. Please note that this show is as good as you guys make it. So participate. Um, participate for at least two comics, you know, before you, you know, go off somewhere else. Like, it, it works when you it works when you work it, guys. Um, so pay attention to each other's sets. Give them respect. Give them good tags, and you know, tell them when their premise is hacky as fuck. That's because you can only help them. Yeah. <laughs> be nice to each other uh, we're I, it's a great it's a great lineup tonight there's so many comics and we're listening to Archer Nation in the fills they're like this cool metal band from Santa Cruz and they have the longest hair and they just they're just not letting 1986 go you know what I mean I love it uh, but we're gonna be getting down with the funny comics tonight I'm your host Pam Benjamin thanks for watching on Twitch whatever that means and uh, I'm back here I'm I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm back here because I have a face for radio. I've always been like, why would you like? Why would you want to film radio? But all right, what's the future is now, and your first comedian, exciting young man, put your hands together, everybody, for Capital Pilcrow. I like it. Nobody was listening to me on the internet. Now they can have to look at me. I'm sorry. <sighs> I, uh, I've been trying to say what I feel lately and what I'm thinking, but what I'm thinking right now is some shit that I really don't want to say. I, uh, now that it's bad, it's, it's embarrassing. I, uh, I peed myself the other night. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't even say I peed myself. I actually, I peed my girlfriend. Because uh, I was sleeping naked. Um, so then she, I woke up and I was like, oh, there's a big puddle. Um, so then I woke her up and I told her, not in this tone of voice. That wouldn't have gone well. But her only reaction, she just woke up and she looked down and she looked at me and she was like, you shouldn't have told me. And I would have just thought it was me. So now not only am I a bedwetter, but I'm also stupid. Um, so I really, I don't feel good. I knew I, knew I was stupid anyways, though. Um, there's been signs. Like, the other day I was on BART, and I was on my phone. And then I looked up, and I saw this old lady. And I immediately offered her my seat. And she looked all offended and everything, and upset. And I felt bad. I wanted to know why. So I looked around, and I realized the bus was empty. Um... So she was feeling confident, and I thought she shouldn't have been. Um, or like, the other day my girlfriend was on the phone with her grandma, and then my first thing I said was, uh, didn't she die? Um, so as you could tell, not an intelligent individual, 
But I know that I'm stupid. It's not my fault. I can't complain too much, but it is it is my responsibility. I got to handle it. It's like diabetes. I don't have to take care of it, but I'm going to die if I don't, so I might as well. It's worth my time. Um, it's it's, But it's a little bit less like diabetes, more like... More like a STD, because if I really, if I don't take care of it, other people are going to get hurt, too. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm stupid. I don't know. I hate having to be a responsible adult. Oh, hi, Ernest. I didn't recognize you with that hat. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard being a responsible adult, because... I'm always having to take care of problems and shit. But I guess it's better than being a regular adult and just like having problems. Um, should I add more for that? Yeah, because I'm always having to take care of problems. And I'm good at that. I'm always taking care of every single problem that comes to me, I take care of it. I'm like a problem taking care of machine. I'm a grown ass man. But then as soon as I take care of a problem, another problem disappears. It's like in physics, I think they call it a vacuum. Like, and then uh, people who can't take care of problems, regular ass adults, they see that and they come to me with their problems. And I don't know, I don't want to take care of you. I got enough problems on my own already. I can't take care of your problems. Ah, uh, fuck. There's more to that, but I don't have time for it because I just got the light, so. Roast me, I'm excited. Capital Velcro, yay! Uh, I think there's something there in that opening joke about honesty with your girlfriend that maybe like you wake up, you wake up, you, you tell her you know I peed the bed, and she's like so happy because she knows you'll never cheat on her because you're just too honest. Well, like because because if you can't, if you're like you're so honest that you're gonna like do the pee the bed thing, like you could just never. Also, who else is gonna deal with that bullshit? You peed in the bed, oh damn. <laughs> yeah. I've done it too, don't worry. Uh, on that same joke is that it's like, oh, I found true love, another bedwetter. Like, <laughs> for each other, like she assumed it was her right away anyways, right? That's good too, yeah. Uh, it actually reminds me of a funny story of a guy I knew who did that and told the girl it was her. Oh. And did it again and she woke up during it so she was like doubly mad. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> So it could have backfired either way. Um, and then you said, like, being stupid, it's like STD. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Uh, you could also say it because it's really awkward to tell people about it. Like, try to explain to someone, like, hey, I'm an idiot. I don't know how else to say it or something like that. I don't know. It's just like, I hope that justifies this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So more comparisons. Yeah, the the list is out there. Um, in the end, when you're talking about uh, how grown up you are and how you take care of things, maybe that you clean the sheets after you wet the bed ah, would be a good example yeah, there. That's good. Okay, that's good. I like that. Oh, I was thinking, um, I wasn't sure if this is intentional, but the setup, just like, uh, if you just say, like, right away, like, I, you know, I peed my girlfriend or peed the bed, I think instead of that big, long setup, if you just go right into it, you might get, like, a, a bigger surprise laugh, I mean, off the gate or off the bat instead of kind of, like, costing yourself a little bit by killing momentum. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Um, also, like, I think that opening moment, you could sort of, you could see that there's pee on the bed and then add a little bit of drama to that. So, like, I looked at the trajectory of my dick and then the trajectory of, like, where her, you know, pee hole was. Yeah. Like, maybe it's, like, a moment where you're, like, doing a little bit of, like, forensic That's good. I'll, that's that's really sort of good, actually. That. that just helps, like, kind of what Marty's saying. Just gives a little, like, drama and, and massaging to that. That's good. Story. And it makes it less uncomfortable that I was naked and peed in the bed. Because yeah. that... And also, this is just like a personal preference to me, but I would rather you say like I do dumb shit than say I'm stupid because when you say I'm stupid, like I just feel bad for you and I don't think you're that stupid. Like you're up on stage, you're like saying things that make sense. Like if you say I do dumb shit, that's something like we all relate to a little bit more. And that's just me, but like that's just... that's true. When you said I'm stupid, I feel comfortable. (laughs) Okay. That's good advice. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's good advice. Thank you. I think I made Sergio uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think that's important to remember. Um, I'm starting to think so. (laughs) 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 All right, clap your hands together, buddy. Capital Pilcrow. Capital Pilcrow, thanks for taking the bullet. Everybody, please remember to use the microphones. It's a radio show, so that people can hear you from wherever. They are listening and learning about joke construction and the whatnot. I enjoyed your sit very much, Capital. I think I, I, I think it was very vulnerable that you admitted about wetting the bed. Very vulnerable. Uh, your next comic also very very vulnerable. <laughs> Put your hands together for John Gallagher. Yes. All right, um, I'm from Reno, Nevada originally, and uh, Reno's a, a sleazy place that has a sleazy reputation. And I think uh, even like by how the city's laid out, you can tell it's sleazy because it has the casinos in the middle and then kind of ugliness around it. It looks exactly like how a desperate homeless person would hoard money. You know what I mean? Just coins and shiny objects in the center just surrounded by trash. It already looks awful, right? Uh, and then the even weirder part, too, is it's a casino culture. Casino culture by itself is already creepy because, like, Vegas is what started casino culture. And Vegas, by itself, when it was established, is in a place where it shouldn't be. It's in a waste that shouldn't exist, created by the mafia for adults to murder, kill, and drink all night and have sex with hookers. And now it has to be in palatable American society. So they want to make themselves wholesome, which is so much creepier than just being evil by itself, right? <laughs> Because evil, like Reno growing up, its entire aesthetic was like, yeah, you can gamble all night. There's whores. There's drinking. But bring your kids here, huh? Raise your family around these hookers, huh? It's like, use that uh, that change you went out of the coin machine to scrape that hooker splooge off you and buy your kids some pancakes or make them play some skee-ball or something, you know? Something cool. Which brings me to my next point. Uh, uh <clears throat> A lot of people say pedophilia, pretty big deal. Um, Yeah. I think I disagree, though, guys. I think, uh, yeah. So I think uh, think pedophilia is actually multiple small child size deals, huh? I think that's... 
It's a bigger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Smart comedy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said that joke a little bit ago, and uh, from the audience, a guy just goes, "Oh, you mean fun size?" Yeah, I said, "No, I don't. <laughs> not, not at all." And if somebody has that reaction, that joke, uh, that's how you find a pedophile, huh? You know? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good litmus test for everybody. Uh, I was thinking about, uh, I was reading, listening to this podcast about illiteracy, and I was thinking one of the biggest things uh, that's kept people illiterate was how lame writing looks. You know what I mean? Because, like, writing never looks cool. You see somebody, like, writing in a notebook, they're either a serial killer or, like, a comedian. Gross, you know? Uh, but, like, but even on top of that, like, writing required a feather most of the time. Like, that's so, what are you, like, a word wizard? It's the fucking lamest shit in the world. No, I'm a magic word wizard, and I need this quill to try transcribe my thoughts like that's the gayest thing in the world i don't know it's just like super lame to need like a feather to write things down like it's like what are you like tickling a fat kid later why do you just get an instrument to transcribe the ink to paper and like it makes you think about like the laws like all these people that like the protect the constitution it's like you're protecting a document that was written by men in wigs waving feathers around and you're like these guys are rough and tumble dudes it's like no they weren't they were transvestites that's what happened that's what um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I was at a Raiders game recently, and my boss's wife was breastfeeding her child, and this guy from Raider Nation. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. It's like weird. It, it's perfect for Raider Nation, though. If you see, like, you know, tit out, kid getting fed, it's like the perfect spot for it. But, like, this guy in the Raider Nation regalia saw her, and he goes, yo, that's Raider titty, and then just walks away. And uh, I don't think any woman wants a Raider titty. You know, I think that's a horrible insult. Like, if you have a Raider titty, go to the clinic. Uh, you need, you have a disease. Anyway, thanks, Mike. Yay, John Gallagher. You have to go to the, for, to the doctor for a tetanus shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the barbed wire or oh, something totally. like that. It was very, very funny. I would double down on the, once you go, once you, and I saw you get like bristle to your own joke when you were like, it's gay. Yeah, totally. And I saw you bristle and then you said fat kid. And I was like, dude, double down and say something even worse. Like you've already, like go with retard or, uh, yeah. you know, like. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I just like, I, I don't like it. I'm trying to find something different. It's, I just, I feel like you're already stepping on the road to get there. Totally. I think, and I think the word you're looking for is a fop. But oh, the, yeah, those fop. guys, they're called fops. A fop, a feet. Yes, a feet fops. That's a fun. A feet fop. Yes, a feet is a that's Frederick. That's your very <laughs> so smart. Okay, I enjoyed your set very much. I always do. Uh, I like the, the the Reno trash comparison thing. It's funny. Mm -hmm. cool. I think more imagery there. You just keep keep building up that imagery. Like I like think it's like a hoarder house and like the building, like all the houses around are just stacks of magazines. Like, <laughs> Treasure pile in the middle. That's and the treasure is not actually treasure or something cool. like that because right. it's just Reno. <laughs> and then uh, I think you might have done this in one of your other sets, but you're talking the, the 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 comparison with like the like the the kids, the kids appeal to like Reno and like Vegas and stuff. Totally. And like the circus, circus. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Has that has that ever appealed to anybody? That giant clown on the side of the building. It's the so, creepiest yeah. fucking thing it's I've ever worst. seen. Yeah, it's really horrible. I don't know. Apparently, and like, and like my first impression <laughs> of like Circus Circus was seeing like uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. This is like a really exaggerated version, and you go it's there. Like, no, nope. it's not at all. That's yeah, yeah. Exactly what it's, it's exactly. Like. It's terrifying. It's the nightmare. Yeah. It's like just welcome to the welcome to the hell. Yeah. It's like a fever dream. It's <laughs> yeah. like that. 
Uh, totally. I don't need drugs and I don't want to do drugs. <laughs> and then uh, the bit about the guy yelling out fun size. Uh, Chris Hansen joke always go over well. So something like you're the new Chris Hansen. And you're oh, just like, yeah, we found him. Like, yeah, yeah we got him. No okay. one uses chat rooms anymore. We have to think outside the box or something. Totally. Okay. That's all I got. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, mine was similar to that. You said specifically uh, how to how you find a pedophile. You say how to catch a predator. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good if And then for the the feather ones, um, you said gays. I don't know. It felt a little like punch punchy down at gay. I mm-hmm. think there might be a way to totally. flip it by saying like I don't know, like the founders. There's like conservatives and like actually the founders were all gay. I know this because. They were with feathers. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm just like I just gotta. I just gotta get rid of the words because I shouldn't have said it. You hated a lot on Reno, but you did not hate on Reno's people, which I thought was strange because it's a terrible city filled with terrible people. It's true. I agree. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> I can pretend I have a new allegiance. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think you did do a very good advertisement for Reno. Oh, I yeah, think, that's I true. I think you could even bring up that you could go to Reno and start a new family. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what Reno's there for, for sure. <laughs> you leave your family there, yeah, yeah. Well, like what, I mean, because you grew up there, you started with, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So you were a child in Reno, and oh, you're absolutely. shitting on people bringing children to Reno, so you totally. can talk about how fucked up you became oh, by yeah. being a child there to begin with. Totally. I was smart enough to leave. <laughs> Or just something like when you describe it like that, some people are like, "Yeah, that's what Reno's like," and people are like, "Yeah, that's what Reno's." Oh, like. totally. Yeah, totally. Two different people, and yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Something like that. Clap right. your hands. Thank well, you guys. Yay, John Gallagher. John Gallagher's so funny. It's a pleasure to watch him whenever he does stuff. As is actually your next comic. She's part of the Hella Funny family, and every time I see her, I enjoy everything she does. You guys are going to love her right now. Clap your hands together for Allison Hooker! Thanks, guys. Wow, this feels so much better than an open mic. I love this. You guys are listening, looking at me. This is incredible. Um, So I'm a real estate agent. I just do comedy for the money. Um... (laughs) But comedy and real estate are actually a lot alike because you have days where you're like, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. This is working. And then you have a day where you're like, I, I don't even have a joke. Like, I've never written a joke. Is that not relatable for you guys? Am I the only one? <laughs> so I told my boyfriend, I was like, baby, you are the only stable thing in my life. Like, you cannot leave me. Um, and he liked that. Um, but my, my very least favorite thing about any job that I've ever had, including real estate, is meetings. You guys, you guys a meeting fan? I fucking hate meetings. It's like you get together in a meeting so that your time can be wasted. And the person who knows the least about what they're talking about talks the most. <laughs> at, my, at my last company, this woman walked up to me one day in the break room. She's like, oh, I just have imposter syndrome. And I was like, no, no, I've heard you speak at meetings. You are terrible at your job. (laughs) You have no idea what you're talking about. Like that's not imposter, that's a different thing. (laughs) Actually, she had been working with me for quite a while and she got a new supervisor and he was asking me about her. And I didn't like the company more than I disliked her. So I, um, I wanted to say something nice. And I was like, say something positive, say something positive. And I was like, she's, she's punctual. (laughs) Like of a whole human being that I had known for years, that was what I could say about her. Like, she's punctual. Um, I I was in a meeting this morning uh, with my whole company and a realtor, we are real estate agents. She raised her hand so that she could be like, yeah, 
Um, what we need to do is find the people, the house that they're looking for, not sell a property. I was like, that's your fucking job description. That would be like if I was a waitress at a meeting with other waitresses and I was like, yeah, hi, um, we need to bring people the food that they ordered. <laughs> it's like, did, did, did you think that we needed to hear that? Did you not know that? Did you just figure that out? <laughs> um, there's always like an old creepy dude too that comes to meetings. I don't know, maybe not because maybe you guys are in tech. So when I say old, you're like 35 and like, no, I don't mean like a dude my age. I mean like, uh, you know, like mid sixties or seventies and he's just still like so amused that women are in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. You know, he always got like a cute little comment, like, look at you working, you little ladies. Uh, you always have one of those assholes at the meeting and, and donuts. I fucking hate when people bring donuts to, to meetings. You're nodding your head because you have to go through everyone's fucking eating disorder. It's so annoying. Everyone has to talk about whether they can or they can't eat it and how they feel about it. And if I eat a donut, there's always someone's going, oh my God, you eat a donut? Oh my God, I hate you. I hate you. You're so skinny. I just hate you. I'm like, no, I hate you. And I hate this fucking meeting. And I hate that I woke up to an alarm clock to be here because it's a waste of my goddamn time. And I hate my life right now. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about it about meetings. Uh, I, I'm gonna try to do this in one minute. I was at an open mic the other day and a guy went crazy uh, and we, uh, we had to kick him out. A couple of us were there. And eventually the police were called. And what was happening like right away is all the like male comedians like puffed up and like got him out of the, got him out of the room. And all the women were like behind him like, oh my God, you guys just stop, just stop, just stop, stop fighting. But after the police got there and everything calmed down, what was left over was like the adrenaline of it. <laughs> all the women were like turned on. <laughs> That's right, buddy. Uh, they were like all flushed in their cheeks. Like, oh, I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, one, one comedian was like trying to figure out how to hit on a cop. She was like pacing back and forth. <laughs> I cop blocked her because I was like, girl, I was like, nah, that, that uniform might seem cute, but like when he's not like inciting violence, I mean fighting violence, uh, he's, he, those rubber gloves, big part of his uniform, you know, because it's a nasty job. Okay, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Alison Hooker. Great new material. Um, uh, two things. Uh, the first one at the end of that, that freak out in the meeting, can you give it a donut tag? Okay. I feel like I wanted one more thing, you know? Okay. Fuck, just fuck you, like a Like an apple fritter. Or something. Um, and then the second, oh, the cop block. That should come at the end. The word cop block. That was funny. Okay, cool. S specific donut. Mention a specific, a cruller or, a, or, a, or like a, or like an apple fritter or a, or a cinnamon twist. Like, just, if you have one specific donut at the end of that joke. It seems like I, I've actually had a donut. Right. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. I love you. Yeah, very fun. Loved your set. Uh, two things. Uh, one, so in your first line when you're saying comedy is like real estate, like, and then you said uh, sometimes I don't have a joke. I think the discounts for me, it's like, do you have to have jokes in real estate? Oh, okay. Because yeah. like, if so, just just maybe just like say that, and then I think it'll hit harder. Um, and then the only other thing. So when you do the thing about the. Um, the person was like, oh, we shouldn't, we should like get people their homes, like not just sell them a property. When you say the waitress thing, that's very funny. Where you're like, we should get people food. And then I think you should add like just another little thing, like not just sell them a meal. So it's like the same kind of structure, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really great. Liked it a lot. Okay, cool. Hey. Um, 
So, yeah, kind of what he was saying, you should, for the real estate and then the joke thing, you need like an analogy. You need to say what the real estate example is and then what the comedy, if it's like, it's not doing this in real estate, it's like not having a joke in comedy. If you do this like outside of an open mic situation. Um, and then when she's punctual, you should like have another line that's like, yeah, she annoys the shit out of me right on time. You know, just like add like the thing that, and then... Um, she's at the time on for meetings, so she can say nothing. And then... Um, Oh yeah, for the donut, I think you need to have specific questions people ask, like like Pam says, give a specific donut, and then, is this donut gluten-free, is this donut dairy-free? And then it's like, look, everyone is fucking fat. No one has food allergies. I mean, you could like go to that length, but I think okay. if you get the specific questions that people are asking about the donut, that would be better. Also, like you're a real estate agent, and it seems like a really independent job where you don't need to deal with people. So I was sort of, just because I know you, it's like, it's sort of strange to me that you would have to deal with all these meetings. So maybe you, there's just like a line, like, I did this so I didn't have to fucking deal with, like, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. into this business because I don't have meetings, okay, cool. something like that. Yeah, right, okay. As a, as a specific compliment, it's, you're so relatable. It was, I mean, the, the set was really relatable, the whole meeting thing, and okay. so it's really good. That's one of the reasons why it was good, like, why we were laughing. You mentioned the imposter syndrome, and it took me a second to think about what imposter syndrome was. Oh. Uh, not everyone <laughs> might know right off the top of their head what it is, so I don't know if you need to. I don't know if you want to go too much into explaining it. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a, I mean, I had to like, oh shit, what is imposter syndrome? Okay. But it would probably be a lot funnier if I knew off the top of my head and had to think about it. Um, the line about uh, like those comparing the waitress or like you know. That before they do the waitress, like it's like oh, uh, it's like oh, we're supposed to be selling like the homes they want. I've been selling all RVs this whole time, or something like that. Like oh, whoopsie daisy, like I've been fucking up this whole time. Like they were actually helping you. Something sarcastic. And then uh, in the ranch about the donuts, something. To, one more thing to throw in there it could be a callback to the one about the woman being on time. Uh, just I don't know exactly how it would work, but something along the lines of like. She got her right on time to get her fucking donut or something like that. Yeah. I think someone else already said something like that. So, cool. but I, I think it's opportunity there. Cool, thank you. Claire, uh, my only thing was um, when I can't even remember the beginning of the joke, but with when the when you're like something about your boyfriend, you're like you'll never leave me, and you're like yelling at him. I wanted you to like escalate that one more time, like or else, and then just give something else completely crazy. Okay. Um, maybe heighten it a little bit. But it was awesome. Clap your hands together, everybody. Allison Hooker! Yay! All right, your next comedian. He's the mastermind behind this whole new video system we have. So people are watching you guys on Twitch TV, Mutiny Radio TV on Twitch. Thanks to this young whippersnapper. Put your hands together. The very forward thinking Mark Neuer! How many straight men are in the audience? Okay, I have a question. Uh, how often should I be thinking about sucking dick? Thank you. How often should I be thinking about sucking dick? Five times a day? That's how often? That's five times a day. Cool, okay, you read the handbook. I didn't read the, the handbook. I was figuring someone in here had. I was like, five times a day before I'm gay. Is that what it is? Okay. I think about five times a day before I'm gay. Anything after that, homosexual. No? Okay. What, okay. I guess I need to read it. What, did you find it at the library? Where do you, is it an online thing? No? Suck as much as you want, Mark. 
go nuts. That's good. Go nuts. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, we'll just touch on the trench coat because uh, a lot of people like to talk about the trench coat. I don't like to talk about my day job while I'm doing comedy, so I don't. School school shooter thing. I'm not trying to talk about it. Oh. I'm really not. I'm not trying to talk about it. I'm not trying. I'm not, I. I I tell jokes when I'm on this stage. I'm not trying to talk about killing kids. I don't know why everyone wants to bring it up. Talk about it. Or think about it. Think about smiling and being happy. Not think about what the, what the coat represents, okay? Another part to this is I, I definitely check my guns in at the door like a good God-fearing American. Which I never understood the term God-fearing American or just God-fearing in general. Like you have to love, you have to fear him to love him. You have to fear him to understand his love. My dad had the same, same method. And now I tell, now I tell jokes on Twitch TV. <laughs> for zero comedy coins. Zero, zero comedy coins. Thanks, Dad. You guys see the sign when you're driving down your neighborhood that says, drive like your kids live here? You see that one? I feel like it's a great sign. I feel like it means well. So my dad drives down your block, sees the sign. So he's driving like his kids are living in, on your block. He sees your kids outside of your house, in your lawn, fucking around. He's driving like it's his kids, me. So he hops out and beats the fuck out of your kids. It's not that great of a sign anymore, is it? He's probably changed that sign to like, get home as fast as possible, please. And stop drinking and driving, you psychopath. It was my dad that taught me about God complexes and I recognized it in my boss when he said, I want, I expect perfection. Like, I want you to be able to clean this table so clean that you can eat off of it. I eat ass. It's a terrible bar to set for me. I'm not sure how clean you want this table. There's going to be some tissue left over. You just move that to the side. I don't know. You guys, thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Mark Neuer, yay! Uh, Everyone likes his butthole jokes. And maybe for the uh, trench coat thing, you could think of like other happy trench coat-related jobs, you know, like yeah, flag, <laughs> yeah, movie movie theater masturbator. I don't know, just uh, fucking, I don't know, uh, yeah, detective, Detect- uh, the cleaner. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A a stack of yeah, a stack of children trying to be adults. Exactly, is a good one. (laughs) Yo, so for the first line, like, how many times should I think about sucking dick? Just since there's no real, it feels like a trap, and it is. So it's like before I'm gay, or I think like you need to have the full sentence because 
how many times should I think about sucking dick? There's just, it's so vague. Like I would just wish before it's gay. It just needs to be a little bit more concrete for us to like play with you because otherwise we feel like we're totally, like it's gonna be dead silence because we feel like we're getting some, um, set up for something, which we are. And then dude, the trench coat thing is a super funny concept of like, be the guy that's like behind the fashion of the trench coat. Be, it could be a very excited, like, dude, look beyond the shootings. Like, look at the, the buttons, man, the style. Like, it's like the sort of Jay Peterman catalog. Like, no, stop thinking of the shoot. This is a beautiful coat, people. Like, just don't worry about that shit. Like, it's, it's long and it's great in the winter and it covers, you know, I'm, I'm five pounds overweight. It covers that perfectly. It's like a layer. San Francisco, it can fit over your sweater. Like, just make a really, like, earnest long case for the fashion of the trench coat the collar the buttons like sell us hard in earnest on this coat um also the dad joke i would just shorten that really quickly I, jesse had some joke like someone told me to like suck my dick like it's your job like so not really try very hard like you're just you draw it out when it really is just like a simple it's a it's a very simple joke structure it's like you know so if my dad did that he would you know whip everyone on the ass with a belt Otherwise, the reason you didn't get a ton of laughs, it just felt super slow and creepy, but like make it like, and just make it like a j just short joke. Um, cool. I think that's all I have. Thank you. Is that, okay. um, <laughs> is, that, is, that everybody? is that everybody? It seemed like, okay. It is worth noting, I mean, if you're going to bat for the trench coat, that the school shooters, shooters were called the trench coat mafia, and the word that people focused on was trench coat instead of mafia. <laughs> like, that's the bad part? That's true. Hi. Hi. Uh, I have one more. So, uh, drive like your kids live here. I think that's a really funny premise, but I want your dad to learn a lesson. Okay. Like, from the new sign, your, like, proposed different sign. I don't know the answer, but... I want it to be something that teaches your dad a lesson instead of being like, beat the shit out of him or like, <laughs> get home as fast as you can. Um, and just uh, the three children in a trench coat, if you do use that, three children pretending to be an adult, it's a really good school <laughs> callback opportunity there. That's funny. <laughs> you said that, didn't you? Yeah. That's funny. I didn't even catch that. Okay, that's funny. Thank when you. you're talking about thinking about sucking dick, <laughs> I feel like going straight to before I'm gay is too straightforward and something more along the lines of before I really should suck a dick yeah, is yeah, yeah. like a little That's, more playful, yeah. seems less like, oh no, is something bigoted about to happen? And then with the dad thing, I feel also you can be a little lighter if you want to, you don't need to, by just having your dad like stick out his head out the window and damage the kid's self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Dad yelling put downs from the car. Yeah, well, not I've, that you think about it, it is too real. I heard that fear him to love him joke on Friday and it killed. So I don't know why it didn't work. Because uh, I'm was, high as fuck. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. I'm about to shit my pants. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Thank you guys. You guys have a good day. Mark Neuer. It's never fun to poop your pants. It's when your butthole is itchy, that means that you're having some anal leakage. You're, if you have an itchy butthole, that's only because it's dirty. I learned that from the hippies. It's, it's what itch, itchy butthole means, is that you didn't, you didn't, it means that Americans don't have bidets. Your next comedian, we don't, I don't know why. Your next comedian, he's a super funny guy. Uh, he has, he's been putting together shows all over San Francisco. It's very exciting. Put your hands together for Sergio Novoa. Oh, yeah. Hi, you guys. My name is Sergio. 
Um, you're probably looking at me and wondering, is he, is he not? You're not quite sure what side of the fence I'm on. Well, your suspicions are correct. I'm an immigrant. And I'm here to take your jobs. Porque todos ustedes son un montón de hijos de puta que no quieren trabajar. In English, that translates to, I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, I am not part of MS-13. Not. By the way, MS stands for Mara Salvatrucha. That is the best drag queen name ever. <laughs> if I was a drag queen, my name would be Anal Nicole Smith. Just rolls off the tongue. Now, as an immigrant, I'm offended when Trump assumes all Latino immigrants are criminals. For the record, never raped anyone, never murdered anyone, and I do not deal drugs. But if you need a hookup, I know this Mexican guy. He has the best drugs. Now, Latino men don't get any credit for boosting the economy with our cologne purchases. You can smell a Latino from a block away. And you can smell him for two blocks after he left. We love cologne so much, we have a saying in Spanish, por si me besa, por si me abraza, por si se pasa. Uh, translation, in case we kiss, in case we hug, in case we go too far. Have you met Latinos? We always go too far. I have enough cousins for two baseball teams. And I have 17 nieces and nephews. 17. I am the only one in my family without children. I didn't want to worry about the baby weight, so I had my tubes tied. Yeah. Now, tell me, how many of you know someone who is really hot and you would totally have sex with them, but you know you can't because they're a relative? <laughs> okay, how about this? How many of you have gone out, gotten drunk, taken someone home, only to wake, turn, and realize it's a relative? Pretty awkward, especially for grandpa. I'll tell you guys a secret, but it has to stay between us. I've had sex with audience members, and some of them are here tonight. They're back for an encore. It was that good. No need to identify yourselves. Again, let's keep this between us. Now, that being said, casual sex is a bit complicated for me. You have to be of a certain height if you want to ride this ride. And second, I suggest you buckle up. Like most amusement park rides, you're probably going to end upside down and wet. Now, I finally give in and sign up for online dating. There are so many options. Match, grinder, sex offender registry. I was really excited when I got my first match. Now, I'm old-fashioned. I miss the good old days. You go to a bar, you smile, lock eyes with someone new, distract them with humor while you put a roofie in their drink. I told you I'm old-fashioned. Now, I was nervous to go on my first online date. You wouldn't know it by looking at me right now, but I'm one of those people who needs help at a department store. I'm one of those weird gays who can't decorate, do hair, or makeup, and I can barely dress myself but my clothes always look great on your bedroom floor. That is it for me, my name is Sergio. Hey. Sergio Navoa. <laughs> I, 
I loudly turned I, on by that. <laughs> I loved everything you were doing until you got to the sexual stuff, and then I felt a little creeped. I thought the, all the immigrant stuff, I was like, wow, this stuff is great. Like the whole opening, and then, I don't know, it just kind of started, and I don't know why with the sexual stuff, I was like. And it wasn't even gay sexual stuff this No, time. no, it's just, I mean, I think that, I think that maybe you're, you're smarter than than the than the easy sex jokes. Maybe because gotcha. you were so maybe the immigration stuff was so clever that then when you went to something that's so base for me in the same set, it was hard to make that switch because I was like, then I forgot about the cleverness and I was like, gotcha, oh, gotcha. he's very being very body like B A W D Y. <laughs> like you know like like do you know what i mean like the ribaldry gotcha, gotcha. is just so much so that's what it, that, but the the whole beginning all of that immigration stuff and the the only thing i would change in there was one thing about you said the mexican has the best drugs pick a specific drug ketamine cocaine you know, oh, pick, okay. a, pick a cocaine. heroin, cocaine, yeah, <laughs> say it, coca, whatever, but gotcha. make it specific because drugs sounds like you don't do drugs. Yeah. Can I add to that just because I had the same feedback? Okay. Mine was a specific drug, but then like what happens when you do it? Like what your reaction is or what kind of, because again, that's what I felt was like, you don't do drugs. <laughs> but you Good. could. I'm you glad should. you think that. <laughs> or something along the like. If, or you can just lean into that, be like, despite what this leather jacket looks like, I actually don't do drugs or something like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know, like I'm against the stereotype. From what I've read. Yeah, from what I've heard. Or <laughs> Pam, you're saying de- it's the pace himself. You're just giving us poop facts. Uh, <laughs> and that made you uncomfortable? <laughs> Give me a break. Come on. Uh, the... Uh, the roller coaster analogy is fun. You can keep going with that. Uh, even go a little extreme, like... Uh, if it's a really big ride, you might also get dizzy and throw up or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure where you're going with the roofie joke, but uh, uh, something funny specific to you to use there is like, oh, yeah, they used to call me the Spanish fly or something like that. Uh, okay, I can I don't see know. that. I don't know. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a roofie joke like that, you can't make it that aside because then it just sounds creepy. I think that's kind of what Pam was getting at. Oh, okay. Is that if you just like haha roofie people, that's not really much of a joke. You make it sound like it's a bad thing, Marty. Yeah, well. <laughs> but there's also something to be said there because like in the gay community, like GHB is a drug that people take a lot. Oh, of. I'm not gay. Woke up this morning, totally straight. Oh, good for you, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, no, that is true. I, I can see that. Something seemed different about you today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was I, it was something I tried to make. Joke. Mark, you're covering me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's something. It's like there is something to that. Is that like that is a popular drug in the gay community? Right? Yeah. That it's, it is a roofie. Like you guys are intentionally roofing yourselves all the time. I've never done it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something. I think it could be something there. Cool. I don't know. No, like totally. That. But like I said, yeah. I think that's what Pam was getting at. Is like the roofie part. Kind of like if you just kind of like one off these kind of things, it does sound creepy. Because then it's like. What the hell was that? Like, gotcha. <laughs> and then you just okay, move I on. See that. Like, okay. <laughs> right. That makes sense. I totally see that. Uh, just two quick things. Um, once, when you do the thing where you're like, oh, I've never, I've heard the crimes where you're like, oh, I've never like murdered anyone, I've never like raped anyone, I don't sell drugs. And then you go, but I do have a hookup. And I think you should say like, I know this one, like one Mexican guy, and he'll kill you if you want, <laughs> like a different crime kind of thing, or like he'll gotcha. rape you, yeah, or like some just like <laughs> one of the other crimes as opposed to selling drugs, yep. yeah. Um, I, get, I totally see that. <laughs> well, it's in the Trump speech too. The yeah, all Mexicans that I was are referring rapists. to the French, the Trump speech, but I totally see where you're. Yeah, going. I mean, just one of the crimes you mentioned. Like if you want you someone to rape you, <laughs> yeah, I got, a, I got a great hookup. Yeah. Um, 
Exactly. <laughs> um, and so then, the only like one that. other quick note. So at one point, you so you did all the stuff where you talked about like uh, wanting to fuck your family members, and ah. then you and then you're like doing the list of dating apps. You're like, oh, oh. like Tinder, Grinder, and then I think I forget what was the third one. You Sex said? offender registry. I think you should say ancestry.com. <laughs> As like a callback to the family. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But great set. Thank you. Everybody clap your hands for Sergio Novoa. Your next comedian, a funny lady. Clap your hands together for Rachel D. Uh, If you can hear my voice, clap once. If you can hear my voice, clap twice. So I'm a teacher. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I have a teacher and I do find it fulfilling you know, to inspire so many young men's wet dreams. No, not at all actually. There is a big difference though between teaching boys and teaching girls. Uh, I found that boys are a lot like puppies and girls are a lot like cats, you know, because boys, uh, they mess up, you just have to smack them on the nose, say no, rub their face in it, they won't do it again. You, know? you try that with a girl, she will scratch your face off and pee in your bed. Uh, Teaching, though, we've come a long way. I've noticed uh, we finally agreed, hey, people learn differently. You know, so, but we might have taken it a bit too far. I was sitting in an IEP meeting, an individual education plan meeting, where we were talking about a child's diagnosis, and he was diagnosed with dyslexia, okay, but also a math disorder and a personality disorder. And I was just thinking, that's what was going on with me in high school, right? Except they just called it reading slow, sucking at math, and being an asshole, right? I did just get fired, though. Yeah, we can applaud that. We can applaud that. Uh, I, I got fired from the Catholic Church, uh, specifically for being a stand-up comedian. Uh, yeah, that's immoral, guys. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, actually, for one joke in particular. And uh, it goes something like this. <laughs> so I was just joking that I'm 40, and when you're 40, you're horny all the time, okay? So ladies, you have something to look forward to. Uh, and I was joking that I wanted an 18-year-old boy inside me. And people are like, 18? They don't even know what they're doing. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. I got that. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Right? It's a good joke. Uh, that got me fired. And, but here's the deal. I was fired by the Catholic Church for joking about wanting to sleep with adults. <laughs> Meanwhile, right, all that priest shit. So when they handed me my termination papers, I said, can't we just like not tell anyone and move me to another school? Well, that'd be great, that'd be great. Other one, uh, I was born in the state of misery. Uh, for those of you who weren't, it's pronounced Missouri. So I was raised with those good Midwestern values, you know, uh, shame and racism. Uh, definitely can't say I was raised with sex positivity. Uh, I was definitely not raised with sex negativity either because to be sex negative, my parents would have to admit the existence of sex, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which was not a thing. Um, my mother had three children and she had me convinced that the Virgin Mary was just an underachiever. I really imagine that if I had had the sex talk, it would have been wonderful if she just like, tuned into my musical love and said something like, Rachel, now that you're a woman, 
we should have the sex talk because you're gonna be popular. You're gonna be popular. I'm gonna teach you about sex toys, how to fuck with boys, little ways to suck a dick or lick a clit, how to masturbate, never choose a mate, everything that really counts to be popular. So let's start, cause you got an awfully long way to blow. All right, thanks guys, Rachel D. Rachel D, everyone. Like you said a lot, uh, great singing voice. Uh, I like that, that part a lot. It's a good fun act out. I like instead of long way to go, a lot of guys to blow. A lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I got. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I I think it's really funny. The Catholic Church fired you for wanting to sleep with adults. I think to start it though, saying that you worked at a Catholic school would help. Because I knew that, but if I didn't I got know that. First, you should say that you were a Catholic school teacher. Oh. Because then, because it's like you're a teacher, but then you were fired by a church, so we don't know what oh. you are. Okay, I get it. All right. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. On, on that one, you kind of explain what's going on with the Catholic church um, in between. I forget where it is exactly, but you say, like, you know what's been going on. I think it's funnier if you skip that and just go, why couldn't you just move me to another school? Because it's like, it's implied, people know what's going on, and then you just get to that punchline. So it's, it's skip that instead of telling, instead, let's not tell anybody and move me to another school, or? Um, I'm too bad and skip the Oh, like, so the skip the meanwhile, just skip it yeah, all together? Skip the meanwhile. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah cool. This is the second time I've seen you do this. Yeah, I'm still trying to, yeah. Oh, I totally see how it's coming. Okay. Um, it's coming really nicely in your, this is the second time I've seen you sing that song. Um, yeah, it's like, I can see it taking its shape. It's a sing on, ta-ta. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it looks really good. Good, okay, thanks. Um, yeah, I had, yeah, I also had some, com- it seems like you kind of like want to dive into punchlines without establishing just really clear plot points of what the setup is, and I think the church was one example of that. Also, is there a reason that your mom sang this song to you? Like, was I think you need to say, like, I, I, I think I was hearing everything, but you should, to me, it would have made sense. It was like, I got my boobs early or something like that, or I was pretty early. Never, yeah, did I not say I never got the sex talk? Yeah, but... Yeah, but so why... So what does it have to... Yeah, what does it have to do with you uh, getting... You're basically implying that you're attractive and okay. um, worthy of the sex talk and... Or, sorry, worthy of, like, getting this whole song about you and... But I, but it needs like an inspiration. It needs like an inciting okay. incident. Like if you were to say, "I got boobs really early on, and so I got attention from boys," and then you burst out into the song, then I understand what you're talking about. But if you say you don't get the sex talk, I'm just like, "What is? So why are you getting this like serenade?" Just oh, okay, yeah, I, I guess I skipped ahead because I was trying to hurry through it. But there's something about like my mother was an opera singer, and I loved musicals, and I just wish that she. Like, I never got the sex talk, and I just wish that she had and in my mind I imagine it would yeah. go something like this yeah I, w- I mean I would seriously go through everything you just said okay. with a friend and be like does what I'm talking about set up what the punchlines are because I feel like your yeah. issues aren't isn't not that your jokes aren't landing it's like this it's all like set up stuff just like is really rushed through yeah yeah, yeah. okay cool thanks thanks clap your hands together everybody Rachel D next comedian He's a tall, lovely drink of water. Thanks for paying attention and donating two bucks. And your next comedian, Peter Palmer. 
cool. Thanks, guys. Sweet. Uh, can we talk about, uh, as a society, how we... Hey, everyone, can people pay attention, please? <laughs> we have so many things going on. I'm trying to get my feedback. Thank you. Delightful. Much appreciated. I want to talk about uh, something that people do that we need to stop doing. Uh, can we stop doing the thing where if someone is from a place that has a certain type of weather, they act like their body is forever immune from that weather? <laughs> Let me give you an example. So you'll be like walking with some people, right? And somebody will be like, boy, it's cold out. It's a normal thing. And then somebody else will be like, well, actually, I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> And like, it's really, really cold there. And so for me, it doesn't even feel like it's cold at all. <laughs> and then they'll like take off their jacket just to be a dipshit, you know? I'm from Seattle, so I have a very bad version of that. Um, Cause what's the, what's the weather like in Seattle? Shout it out. Rainy. Rainy. Yes, thank you. Perfect. Um, so for me, I'll be like walking and like if you're with some people from Seattle, you're not in Seattle, somebody be like, ah, oh, shit, it's raining outside. And somebody be like, oh, well, actually, I'm from Seattle, so uh, the more rain, the better. Honestly, if you just dumped a bucket of water on my head, I'd be fucking hyped. And then they like pull out a gun and shoot up an umbrella store or something. I don't know. It's, let me just be clear also, it's only, it's only white people that do that kind of shit who are like big, because as white people, you don't have like a racial group that you identify with, so it's harder to find your identity, right? So white people will attach their identity to stupid shit like what city they're from, or what their horoscope is, or my least favorite, which Harry Potter house you're from, <laughs> right? We know some people that do this. It's like, I'm a Hufflepuff. It's like, all right, great, David. Not going to stop you from having an identity crisis at age 40 and shooting up a hospital. All right. Probably didn't. I should have a different thing for the shooting up a hospital. I don't think that's a thing that people do. Maybe kill yourself. I don't know. We'll think about it. This is Drill Workshop. We're having fun. Cool. Uh, guys, I, uh, a, lot of my, a lot of my friends are straight guys, and uh, everyone knows what straight guys' favorite thing is. Shout it out. Porn. Nope. Uh, talking about sports. Porn. Close second. Um, I don't like talking about sports. So I don't know anything about sports. I know things about sports from like 10 years ago. So people will be like, oh, you football. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, like uh, Brett Favre. And they're like, nah, not like Brett Favre. Get the fuck out of this conversation. So, you know, one problem that I've had is that, like, it's hard to get people when they're talking about sports to stop talking about sports because nobody wants to be a dipshit who's like, hey, can we talk about something different, you know? So I've actually figured out a good way to stop guys from talking about sports. I'd like to show it to you all today. Uh, do two people want to start having a conversation about sports so I can show how it works? Marty? Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. See how quick they stopped? <laughs> Now I can talk about whatever they want because they're like, whoa, what the fuck was that? I'm like, just thinking about how I use two dryer sheets instead of one. <laughs> Much better way to do laundry. I don't know. Cool. Uh, guys, I'm 24, getting older. Anybody here getting older? Everybody is. Relatable material. All right. Fuck yeah. Cool. Um, we're all going to die. Uh, I realized something recently, I don't know, is that when I was a kid, I thought that as you get older, you would only get more freedom in life. You could do more things. But that's not true, right? Because I had an age certain recently where I can't frolic in public anymore. Right? I used to do this as a kid all the time. Like, la, 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 frolicking. People would be like, oh, look, that kid's having so much fun. I can't do that anymore because now I'm six foot four, 220 pounds, and usually not in a parade. So like when I frolic, people are scared. 
I learned this because the other day I was walking, I had my headphones in, I was listening to a song, I was pumped on, having a great day, got up to the crosswalk, right? I'm standing here, crosswalk turns green, I go like this, <laughs> across the street. And that's not even frolicking that hard, that's just like a skip. But the woman next to me went, <laughs> and then shielded her child, which is San Francisco's fair, but I don't know. Okay, cool, thanks guys. Speedballer, everyone! Frolicking like a nymph in the woods. It's funny. Thank you. The hit about uh, people from Minnesota, that was pretty relatable. All my like Midwest friends, like whenever they moved, came out to California, like, ah, oh, this ain't winter. This is nothing. Yeah. But uh, instead of ta- not just taking off his jacket, they take off their camo jackets because everybody from Minnesota is wearing a fucking camo jacket. Oh, yeah, jacket. that's a good detail. Like, take off their something. Ja- yeah, yeah, yeah. They that's take good. off their, like, John Deere hat and their camo jacket and yeah. just lord it over you or something like that. Or, like, beanie with ear ma- like flaps, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Whatever they wear. Yeah. What is, like, hunting caps or whatever that <laughs> shit is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's that whole thing about, like, like, a ra- like, bring up the fact that, like, rain's an especially egregious one. It's like, we're still getting wet. Like no yeah. amount, no amount of being from Seattle makes us less wet. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. And we like come into some place and we're still covered in wet. And like people, <laughs> the, how dry. Am. Well, he's yeah. from Seattle. Like <laughs> yeah. that's just how they are. Yeah, like, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good thing people say. Yeah, uh, I like that bit about white people attaching themselves to stuff to try to get an identity. You could keep going with that. Keep, yeah, there's so many things that people do that stuff like the. The Harry Potter house was great. People attached themselves to like weed, and then like yeah, the worst yeah. part, yeah, like and people just like weed like guy. they're like they're weed. Steve when, a guy. When people's like in, in, in identity becomes weed, and then they start like gatekeeping their identity, it's like you're like, oh, I smoke weed. Oh yeah, I smoke weed. You're like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, what did I just start? Like, I'm the weed guy. That's yeah. not what I intended. I just wanted to have a conversation, but you just like stepped into their realm. And yeah, you didn't even know it. Now you're you the know? Thunderdome. Yeah. Only one can leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, I think. The only place in uh, America where you can still frolic without any concern is uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans. There we go. Yeah, it's the only place you won't get a second look. But that also means you die about twenty years earlier if you move there. Just that's frolic. true. That's so, true. Yeah. Are you willing to pay that price? We'll see. Hey, what's up, man? I have hey. uh, just two quick thoughts. First of all. For the weather one, maybe you give us examples that aren't still weather related. Like you move beyond that. I think that could be more fun. Like oh, yeah, I'm yeah. from Compton, so I'm impervious to bullets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, not yeah. like great. But like get out of weather and into yeah. like some weird superpower. That's what like you're that. saying. And yeah. then I think for the um, also, I think you're asking a lot of the audience to start a sports convo. Uh, that you yeah, probably, probably don't need that, and you're gonna you're probably gonna get punished for it at some point i would, I would do something another thing that you could do that i thought could be fun was like have some mascots in mind and take it somewhere super nerdy like do you see the patriots game and be like dude did you guys know like in 1794 Chaim solomon financed <laughs> the revolutionary war against the you know or like dude the yeah. jaguars are fucking awesome like yeah man did you know they're actually you know oh, 15 good... miles per hour faster than most panthers and other mammals yeah. of that you know yeah yeah i know what you mean thanks appreciate it um, the the why you frolic is an issue for me because okay. you just I mean <laughs> I also want to hide my kids like what are you doing why are you stepping in front like expression maybe, of joy baby so maybe like a song comes on that you used to skip to when you were little you like have Gadget. a moment there's some reason why you want to skip like yeah. you just and all you did was like do a little skip like a child because you were feeling overwhelmed by some feeling but like yeah. to just randomly act out that you're doing this weird thing we're all like no yeah you're being a weirdo okay fair <laughs> enough yeah yeah um uh, i was gonna say for for that one i think that what's maybe more interesting is that like you're not allowed to show happiness yeah at all yeah. um maybe you said that sorry um and then the other one was uh for the 
cold thing, I think it's an opportunity for like audience interaction. You can ask if anyone's from somewhere cold. Yeah. And then when they tell you, you can be like, could you shut up about how good you are? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like withstanding the cold, could you shut up for a minute? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. The thing about frolicking too, I thought, oh, you could do that in the Castro. That's true. Like yeah, I that's thought true. of that. Yeah. And also the fact that you are 6'4 frolicking, it's like, what does that look like? <laughs> I want to see that visual. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that a gallop? That's true. Yeah, yeah, the one, one when safe it, place. When it comes to the frolicking, I can't see you from here. It's really weird. Oh, but when it comes to the frolicking, yeah. I think you can kind of lean into the weirdness a little bit, like say that uh, you just have a lot of love and joy in your heart and it needs to yeah. physically manifest. Yeah. But it, you do need to acknowledge at some point that somehow it's weird because right now you're just saying it like we're all going, yeah, yeah, why can't we frolic? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a random little thought I had in my head. Like, so you're six four. Does that even count as frolicking anymore? No, it's like, just a romp at that point. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Rumpus. Yeah. Put your hands together, everybody. Pete Palmer. Yay! Let the wild rumpus start. Your next comedian. It's here to make you laugh. Pay attention to him. It's Richard Barney. Keep it going for Jesus Christ and his perfect plan for the universe. Sound weird to you guys? Sounded really weird to me too. Uh, Cause my name is Richard Barney. And Widow Witcher Barney had some questions. Um, okay, that was a new way of trying that. <laughs> um, yeah, I also find that like with the religion, religion, I was raised super religious and it doesn't ha- answer any of the big questions for us, like ethics. Like for instance, if you're in an Uber, you've got a booger in your finger, what do you do? Like, do, you, do you flick the booger on the Uber driver's car? No, you wouldn't do that? You wait the whole time? Put it in your pocket? Put it in your pocket? I'm not putting it in my pocket. Out the window? Then, they, then they're gonna know that I was picking my nose. Back in the nose. All right. This is all new. This is going great, guys. Uh, is, are there any papists in the audience tonight? Any papists? No? Yes? Pa- no papists. A papist is a, is, a, is, a, is a formerly derogatory term for a Catholic. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not, it used to be derogatory. It's not really derogatory anymore to say papist. Just no one says that. Um, I, I was raised evangelical and we didn't have the Pope. And I really feel like we're missing out because the Pope is a lot of fun. Being the Pope is one of the coolest things that you can do because you get to wear red Versace loafers every fucking day. You get to wear a really cool pointy hat. Recently, the, the Pope autographed a Lamborghini which is like no one's, no one's getting asked to autograph Lamborghinis. I don't care how famous you are. Um, one of the things that's crazy to me about the Pope is that basically uh, he's just a regular dude. He's, and so one of the questions I had was, how many times a week does the Pope order pizza? I Googled this recently. I didn't get a straightforward answer from Google. Uh, what I did find out was the Pope ordered a 13-foot pizza for his 81st birthday. 
So I think that the Pope probably orders pizza a lot. Um, 13 foot pizza. Yeah, so um, I'd like to imagine what that might be like. Um, so here's an impression of the Pope ordering a 13 foot pizza for his 81st birthday. Cardinal Vestibule! Cardinal Vestibule! Get me a 13 footer! Of what? Of, of pizza! You know of what? They said we're banned? What do we mean? What? Who's working? Okay, give me the phone. Get, I'll talk to Derek. Fine, I'll talk to Derek. Hey, Derek, this is the Pope. No, 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 don't hang up. I'm sorry about the, ex, mis, ah, the excommunication. I know that that wasn't your fault. It was the delivery guy. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Richard Barney! I don't know if I, I, I like that your Pope has no Italian accent or if I love, <laughs> or if I love that your Pope has no Italian accent. I, I can't decide. Yeah, I'm not going to do an Italian no, accent. No, I I actually, I love that you don't. I think it's hilarious that you don't. You just yell in a normal voice. I think it's very funny. Um, I was just going to say at the beginning when you were like, um, my family is super religious. It's kind of like, how, how religious are you, right? And I kind of expected you to be like super religious and then go into some sort of extremes like chastity belt, burn fires for your sins, like cry when you masturbate, kind of religious, like kind of escalate mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, is this, I thought, I think that um, the way that you started it with that you're not Catholic and then going into all this knowledge, like, you just have a lot of knowledge about Catholicism. Like so much, like so much knowledge. Like you knew the Cardinal's name. Oh. Unless you just. No, I'm not Catholic. No, also, he's, he's, that, he's, he's like I say Cardinal Vestibule. Like nobody knows what Vestibule means. That's what I've learned. A, a Vestibule. The <clears throat> vestibule is the thing that you do your when you when you go in to pray your sins and you say to the guy, "Isn't that a vestibule?" Negative. Uh, vestibule Look is just a, vestibule is just false. vestibule is just a word for any antechamber. So, like a foyer, for example, uh, a front okay, room, a foyer, a front vestibule. room. All right. This. So there's so that like so that the thing that but no but the thing that you then confess your sins in must be a vestibule because it's two little chambers together that okay. Uh, also, I think I think that uh, you, when you start with how cool the outfit for the Pope is, I don't think pointy hat is always the best way to go, um, because you're white, uh, and uh, you know, pointy hats aren't cool for us. So I don't think that was my that's my take. But I like I liked all the knowledge. It was really cool, really funny. There is a fair amount of American evangelical bigotry towards Catholics uh, historically, and if you have more insights into that, I have always found it funny. Like how when JFK mm. got elected, they're like, he's going to be taking orders from the Pope. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's why he died, but you know, it's just, I'd lean into that a little bit, especially since it would make more clear that you're an evangelical viewing this. Clap your hands, everybody. Richard Barney, yay! Uh, hey, we have a special guest tonight here at the Joke Workshop. We haven't seen him in a while. 
Put your hands together, pay attention. It's David Roth, yay! Whoa. Just got a Joey Avery ass pat before getting on stage. Feeling good about myself. Oh man, I man, I was uh, I was born in the '80s, so that means I was a teenager in the '90s, and I think that was like the best time ever in history to be a teenager because like that was like the golden age of prank phone calls. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm like aging myself. I know did you, you had these when you grew up, right? This was amazing, man. This was like before caller ID, before Star 69. It was like complete anonymity. Like you could just ruin people's lives. Like so like NBA players were in the phone book. I don't think people like appreciate like today Kevin Durant would have been in the phone book. Like dude, I had I man, I uh, I prank called like Shaquille O'Neal. Like I called information. Do you guys know information was a thing you could call a number, and it was basically like a woman in Memphis who was like the Google of that era, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like Cheryl or something. And she, you could just, I'd be like, can I get like Shaquille O'Neal's phone number? And she like looked it up, and it was there. And I called, and uh, this was my thing. I just sort of had a sick sense of humor even when I was a kid. But I was like. Hi, Shaquille, like, I'm a Make-A-Wish kid. Can I make a wish? Which I know is pretty evil, but... And he's like, what are you talking about, dude? And I was like, I uh, just wish that you could make your fucking free throws! Oh! <laughs> dude, and then they invented, like, conference calling. I don't, do you guys know about this? Conference calling was, like, so cool. Basically, you could dial two numbers... And then the people that picked up picked the phone picked up the phone thought that the other person was calling them, which was like so amazing. Like, and I I, I lived in Michigan, and I uh, I called like Grant Hill and Joe Dumars, these two Detroit Pistons, and I knew they had like a beef with each other from sort of following them. And so like they both answered the phone, and I'm just like, why didn't you pass me the ball, motherfucker? And look, like this was like the '90s. I see your face, like so that wasn't technically racist yet. <laughs> But then, yeah, they were just like, who this, who this? And then they just fucking started, like, fighting. And I feel like I was just, like, sitting back, kind of like, basically, I was like a guy that, like, wanted to, like, in, basically, I called, like, for, <laughs> it was like being part of a three-way, but I'm, like, watching them go at it while, like, I'm in the corner just, like, quietly masturbating. That's what that felt like. Um, but my favorite conference call uh, was I called uh, my history teacher, Mrs. Dan, and Pizza Hut. Mrs. Dan was just, she like, she was a total, she was a total asshole. And I called and they like both pick up at the same time. And she's like, hello. And this guy's like, thanks for calling Pizza Hut. Home of the stuffed crust pizza. How can I help you? She's like, Pizza Hut? I don't remember calling Pizza Hut. So does that mean that you don't want any pizza? She's like, well, I didn't say that. And then she just like proceeded to order two large pepperoni pizzas. I was like so proud of myself, and I told my uh, I told my friend Irv Moskovitz, and he's like, "Well, David, like, did you make a commission?" And I was like, "No." He was like, "So you made cold calls for Pizza Hut for free?" Like that was like the first time I ever felt bullied by another Jew. I was like, "It's like, dude, you want to be one of us? You better monetize." All right, thanks, guys. David Roth, everybody. So funny. The act out of the Pizza Hut voice was, was very, very spot on.
among other things. I thought the whole ending was great too. Other comments of wonderment? I don't. I have no idea what to add. I thought it was all great. You flubbed a little in the middle, but then you got it I right know, back. I was like, today, Junior. Being a kid in the '80s, you oh, teenager in the '90s, the golden age. I mean, we did have color ID in the '90s. Um, some people, and so you might have some assholes like me in the audience who are like, "Nah, oh, really? it was the '80s." Because well, there's we a didn't time without. When would, I thought it was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like invented, and then did I thought it was like invented? <laughs> I think it was like at least in the early '90s. Was it always? It was around during the whole '90s because I don't remember it until, like, I calling in the '90s. yeah. Maybe I just didn't know that they had color ID. Oh no, it was Star Six Nine. It was. Oh yeah, they. Had, 1968. <laughs> That's when caller ID was invented. He just fact-checked you. Yeah. Just, sorry, so say what? Like I think you can bring in a lot more people, uh, even old people like me, by saying before. Um, oh, didn't I say before? You were like, the 90s was the best time. Oh, yeah, I meant um, to say like before. You were like, no, fuck no, we were prank calling the shit out of people. Oh, no, yeah, I meant to say in the 90s, it was like before caller ID, before Star 69. Right. Uh, yes. Is that right? Like the jerky boys in yeah. the late 80s. Well, yeah. I'm out. saying, yes. Uh, okay. This the is the Egyptian magician. Then, not just the 90s was the best. Oh, like any time before, before then. Before that, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that whole stuff was really funny. I think you could potentially expand the bit about Google being Cheryl from Memphis. You know, I mean, I feel like the whole, like, the personal story is really interesting and that's what's relatable and that's really good. But in terms of, like, something that you could potentially, I don't have any extra jokes for it, but you could expand that concept a little bit. I think there's a lot there. I think that's great. Like information, right? Exactly. Yeah, there was a number. And bless her soul because her job was automated. (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) (laughs) These robots are taking her jobs. Any other comments? It was a funny set. There's not a lot to add. (laughs) David Roth, yay! (laughs) Your next comedian. She came to us via Alaska, and she's one of the she's one of the old ladies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love her. She's in my age range. It makes me so happy. I'm like, there's there's more. It's more of us. One of us. Uh, Hey, put your hands together. She wants a great. Open mic on Saturdays at Hotel Utah. Clap your hands wildly for Charity Pomeroy. I like that. That's clapping hands wildly. Uh, So I also have an office job, and um, I work in a really stuffy, uh, sort of really professional field. I work in uh, an actuarial field. I'm just an admin, so I get to send a lot of administrative emails to people. And we have to... um, send emails that address people by Mr. (laughs) or Ms. still, which I think is weird. I just wish I could text people or email people in text format where you don't have to have a signature at the end, but we do. Like you have to sign off. There is no non-awkward way to sign off or non-shitty. No, it's true. It's, It's true. Like um, oh, my favorite, my, uh, my coworker Chad signs everything best. <laughs> like, hey, Charity, did you get that reward? Blah, 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 Best. And I know where that came from. It came, you know, all best wishes to you. But, you know, fuck that. He's just like, best, Chad. Which, that does work. If your name is Chad, you can't say anything but best. 
I I love that I get emails all the time from people that are signed sincerely. <laughs> I can't sign them that way. I want to because I have to go after uh, clients who haven't paid us. <laughs> so that's the only time I want to sign it sincerely. But uh, of course, it won't be in that tone of voice. It'll be like. Um, your September invoice is now three months past due. Please remit payment immediately. Sincerely, Charity Pomeroy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but even then, like, you can't use that. The one that is bandied about the most, though, is my least favorite. And it is what everybody has defaulted to. And it's regards. Like, who the fuck uses the word regards outside of official emails? And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do. Um, <laughs> no, I wish I did. But it makes me think, like, your emails, you're writing from another time period? Like, what are you, a modern-day fop? Dear Mr. Bald Cunt, uh, I'm writing to inform you that they have not yet caught the Scarlet Pimpernel. Sincerely, Lord Lickmapus. I mean, yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing up FOP earlier uh, and letting everybody know what it meant. That made me so happy, uh, Pam Benjamin. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, easy segue here. Anybody here get beaten as a child? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> uh, I was a middle child, and uh, my mom believed in equality for all of her children. So if somebody did something wrong, she beat the shit out of all of us. Anybody else? Just me? Just me? <laughs> um, but I've, I've been really thinking about it lately because she had anger issues. And later on in life, she grew past them. She actually started going to therapy. She actually got a service dog. She's also blind, so it's, it's an actual guide dog, but her dog helped her to deal with her anger, and her dog helped her quit beating her children, because now she can beat the dog. Anyway, that's all. That's, that's where I'm leaving. Charity. Charity Pomeroy! Yay! That's funny. I was thinking about you all day today because of the falling in love with your cat because of the thing you taught me about the virus in their poop. Toxoplasmosis. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like learning every set I learned from you now about beating children and stuff. It's great. Um, no, I, I always enjoy what, what you're doing. Your act out was spot on. Is that what I wrote down? Your act out was, was great. And then you used the word fop, which I mentioned earlier, and then you did a great act out. It's great. I like act outs. Me too. It was <laughs> as I bow down to you here. Um, <laughs> um, I've also like been so annoyed by that. I remember when I started working, I was like, since like, how can you be sincere about how to think? I know, I know. So I kind of wanted you to give some <laughs> examples of like what you could actually be ever con- sincere about, and um, I don't know what those are, but like I'm, I'm like trying to think of <laughs> like I'm trying to think of when I've ever in my life been sincere. <laughs> And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's not at work. Of, yeah, that's kind of working. And then I also was thinking, um, like, like, what's dear the boss, answer? Pay me more. So sincerely. you gave like three examples of ones that are stupid, and then I wanted you to have like a con- a solution. <laughs> like, what's the funny one that works? That and then like kind of apply it in a stupid situation. If anybody thinks of one that works, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really am looking <laughs> for this answer, answer in real life. 
I'm just wondering how effectively your mother was able to beat you while blind. I do a whole bit about that. Okay, so that's already covered. <laughs> yes. Th- and this comment's more of a brainstorm than like anything direct, but I just, my parents were very nice and they did not beat me. What? I know, right? Mm-hmm. Your parents but, did not love you. I don't know, I just think about how when you're a little tiny kid, uh, your parents are more like gods that are absolute authorities and you don't really question their motives and you have like an Old Testament serious god who's just laying out punishments, sometimes for obvious reasons, sometimes because... They're testing you, I guess. I don't know. I love that. Mm. That fits with my stuff very well. Thank you. Mm. Cool. Uh, a little Joe Blady. Like personal life. Because my parents would always do this thing like, after they're hating me. Like, let me see the bruises. Let me see the bruises. If your mom asked that, I don't see them. <laughs> I don't see anything. <laughs> mom, you gave me a black eye. I don't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> All I see is black. Oh. <laughs> Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Charity Pomeroy. Your next comedian. I'm so excited that he's here. Uh, every time he's here, it's just such a joy. And uh, and it's I just I'm like, what compliments can I write down about his amazing jokes and stuff? Uh, and it'll be lovely to hear his new material. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. Oh, thank you, Pam. All right, I. Uh... You know, Pam mentioned it, but uh, but I am a Joey, uh, and that's that's a that's a hard life. You know, I don't think people understand that because like starting off, it's very exciting. It's cool. You're like a fun kid, and even still, I'm at the age where it's like, oh, Joey's here. We can all party. This is great. But it's like, I'm gonna be a 45 year old Joey. How do you do that? You know, I've never seen anyone pull that off. Like. I might raise a child as a Joey. What is that? He's not going to respect me. The first thing I'm going to teach him to do is like fucking knuckles, dude. You know, like it's going to be a little, little shit because his dad's this, you know, I don't know how to do, but I don't want to be a Joe or a Joseph. That's something like I am a Joey. So I'm just going to have to figure that. I just have to weather the storm until I can get to like 85 and then it's great again. You know, like an old man, Joey, that's fucking adorable. You know, you're all forgetting where shit is, falling over, no one respects you. Like, that's a cute, non-threatening Joey. I feel like that'll work. I do want to be a cute old man. I think it'll happen. I just, uh, I'm not looking forward to that. I do feel like we really, as a society, we treat old people like shit. (laughs) Like, we really kind of do. We're like, you're fucking out of touch. Whereas, like, in tribal society, they were like, oh, my God, the elders, like, we must respect them. We need to listen to them. And they'd, you know, fucking sit up there with, you know, feather hat on or whatever. Whatever they said was, like, gold. They could be like, where are my arrows? They'd be like, it's a metaphor. Think about it. Just didn't know where shit was. They're like, no, it's because arrows are gone. We just put them in a fucking, like, shit apartment together. And we're just like, let someone else deal with it, huh? I don't want to wipe dad's ass. That's disgusting. We need a professional. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess you need a professional because the medical stuff and all that's important. But I don't know if you've ever had a job, but sometimes professionals, a little overrated. You know, if you work at a company, either you or someone within the group of desks that you sit in sucks at their job. That also happens at these places. You don't want the fucking person who's taking care of Nan to have a case of the Mondays. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. That being said, I'm not going to, you know, take my parents in. 
All right. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I just feel like the, like I, 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 my parents live next to an Indian family, and I just respect what they do because their house is it's like a clown car for old people. Every time I walk out, they have a new old person walking out. I'm like, this is really great. You guys are all sticking together. But we don't do that. Um, I guess I got to finish this quickly. I... I guess I will have I will have people who understand my my struggle of being a Joey though, because one morning I I woke up and I looked at my phone and I had a Facebook message from Joey Avery, and I was like, exciting, and it just said morning lads, and I was like, what is this? And then I opened it up and I saw someone else ping in and they're like, how we doing boys? And I looked and I am legitimately in a Facebook message group of 10 different Joe, Joey, and Joseph Averys and we all talk. (laughs) This is legitimately a thing where every couple of weeks I'll be out and I'll get a message from some Joe Avery out in Britain with a beer and he's like, pour one out for the boys and we all fucking do. Okay? It could be 9 a.m. I will crack a beer if another Joey Avery wants me too because that is the most elite fraternity of men that I'm aware of. All right, that is my time. Thank you. Joey Avery, yay, you're a genius. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the, the only thing I could suggest is if you named some famous Joeys, like Joey Lawrence or uh-huh. Joey Fatone. Right, they're all or fucked Joey. Now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like other famous Joeys that are right. like used to be cute and now are super lame. Right, they never... <laughs> They never even gave like an emotional arc to Joey Triviani. <laughs> I was thinking maybe you could play with other names. Like I've never heard of a Grandma Brittany, but that's going to be like a thing. Right. Like, right. Twenty years from now. <laughs> right. Right. It's uh, really funny. I would say for the retirement homes, it's less of an apartment and more just like a really shitty dorm. Yes. And that's then like, a very good call. and then like the awful hazing. Uh, rituals of a dorm that's just like your life now you're just naked you're sprawled out it's like a shit fraternity that's really funny oh my god that's horrible that is funny it smells like pee (laughs) all right thank you guys joey avery you're an ex-comedian he's another really funny guy he uh sometimes helps run the omg uh, and he's an all-around funny dude. I'd love to see him every time he's around. Put your hands together for James Mora. Damn, I do more than help run OMG, all right? I run that, sh- I run that shit. Um, the other day I was on a date with a black girl in the marina, which are words you don't hear together very often. Um, and uh, we were with two of her uh, Asian coworkers. Uh, they were very Asian, okay? They're wearing like dresses and sneakers and shit, like very Asian, all right? So, and uh, the thing about this black girl, she kind of talks like I do. Uh, It's a dialect in the black community referred to as sellout. Uh, So so just me, just two of us sellouts in the marina with two Asian girls. Uh, One of the Asian girls turns around and she goes, "Uh, this might sound racist, but, and I was like, like, ooh, what's gonna happen here? I'm pretty excited. Um, And she goes, but neither of you guys have the black accent. Like, what's up with that? And I was like, what? <laughs> she goes, yeah, neither of you guys have the, like, the black accent. Like, what's uh, the deal with that? And then so I tried to explain to her. I was like, black people, like all people, you know, talk the way, you know, what neighborhood you, you were raised in, like, you know, socioeconomic status, et cetera. 
not all black people come out sounding like ludicrous. Um, and uh, and uh, she goes, oh, okay, uh, but do you know how to do the black accent? <laughs> I go, yeah, I know how to do the black accent. She goes, well, can you do the black accent? I was like, yeah, I'm happy to do the black accent for you. Uh, so I go, <clears throat> uh, oh, Lodi, I sure do wish I could read good. <laughs> And there was a long silence that fell over uh, the party, and I looked at my date, and she goes, "I think I'm gonna go home." And that was, <laughs> and that was the end of the date. Um, cool. Um, I graduated high school in South Carolina. If you guys ever been to that shitty place, anybody? Yeah, David. Really? That surprises me. Anyway, whatever. Um, I'll never forget what my friends told me. Uh, right when they heard I was going to move to the Bay, the Bay Area, they were like, uh, you're going to see some gay shit, bro. I was like, you know, how gay can it really get? They were like, you're going to see some gay shit. Prepare yourself. All right, two weeks later, uh, fast forward, 17-year-old James gets off Caltrain. He walks two blocks north, and he walks directly into the Folsom Street Fair. <laughs> I was like, this is some gay-ass shit. Like, they actually, you know, they actually might have a point here. Um, that was the first thing I saw in San Francisco was the was the Folsom Street Fair. I was like, the rumors were correct. Um, yeah, before I ever saw, like 10 minutes into San Francisco, I saw a bald white dude hanging upside down from his ankles, sucking a black dude's dick. I was like, I didn't even know it gets this gay. You know what I mean? Like this is gayer. Like before I ever saw the Golden Gate Bridge, I saw two golden showers. You know what I mean? Like I was like, this is some gay shit. Um, and another thing about me is I can't admit to being wrong about anything. Um, like I can't do that. So, uh, when I went home for Thanksgiving, they were like, how was it? And I was like, eh, it was normal. And then one tear just went. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all the new stuff I want to do. Thanks guys. James Mora. Yay. Comments, comments. I, I think in the uh, in the joke about all the gay shit, it could be funny for you to <laughs> vary up like that word. So yeah. like, like for example, when you say that there's a white dude hanging upside down sucking a black dude's dick, instead of saying like, "Wow, that's some gay shit," saying something that's a little different, just like, "Wow, I bet he's a Democrat," or like something yeah. a little different, you know, like a right. different a different way of you know saying. I think might might get another laugh. Word. I thought for that line, when the, you saw the white dude sucking a black dude's dick, and the black guy was like, oh, lordy. Oh. Like, he could just. Sort of in that vein, like, if you're going to bring up the race stuff, like, pay it off. Right. I mean, you're like, her friends are Asian. And then, like, nothing related to that. And then, like, the black guy, the white guy sucking a black guy's dick, like, it felt like detail that didn't need to be included. Interesting. To like pay it off. That's fair, know, yeah. That's fair, yeah. Oh no, that's that's yeah. Um, you could tie in the Asian thing somehow with the black guy sucking the white guy's dick. That's a yin yang right there. Mm. Like, wow, that's, deep. That's, that's deep. Yeah, that's a good point. Careful with the tie in. I like it. I, I, like I really like the, the joke about the black accent. I thought that was really funny. Oh, thank you. Uh, that actually did happen. About 70% of that did happen. It's, this, it's scary and awesome. I did not say, oh, Lodi, I should do it. should be really good. Clap your hands together, everybody. James Mora, yay! <laughs> yay, James! 
All right, uh, we are done giving comments. We really don't have time for comments anymore. We're just going to run through the list and do it like a regular open mic. Uh, we can only do three minutes, so I'm going to honk you at two just so we can get everybody in. Put your hands together, everybody, for Adam Perlstein. Hey there. Um, so I think there's a weird double standard between like men and women nowadays. Like if you're like a guy and you have sex with a bunch of girls, like you're considered cool. But then if you're a girl and you have sex with a bunch of girls, you're considered like hella cool. Like that's not, that's not fair. And girls, girls get to play with dolls. Like guys, they play with dolls when they're kids. Like they get punished for that. Like I think it's important that boys play with dolls because that's where sex dolls come from. They don't, yeah. Sex dolls are just Barbie dolls that never had father figures when they were growing up. And they became, Sex dolls. All right, that's all I wanted to do. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, I, I hate winter. Winter is my least favorite season. I just hate how cold it is, rainy. It gets dark super early. I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be like how wouldn't it be depressing if there was like just like winter and no Christmas, like just winter, like no holidays, like no Thanksgiving, no Hanukkah, no Christmas, no Kwanzaa. I threw that last one in for you, James. That was a long one. <laughs> Just like we just celebrate Halloween, that's it. Like we worship the devil and then three months of cold darkness. That's all it is. Just winter. Like can you imagine if you saw somebody building a snowman with like no cultural context to it at all? Like no Jack Frost, no Jingle Bells. Like no, like I saw a guy building a snowman. It's like, what are you poor? Like what are you doing? Building a snowman. Like kids like throwing snowballs at each other like and making snow angels. Like what did the dollar collapse? What do you kids go inside? Get a ball. Like... <laughs> Mom's like, come in for dinner. Dog's ready. She's like, okay, mom, we'll be right in. The kids are eating dogs. Okay. Um, I think commercialism makes my life a whole lot better. Like, um, like Amazon. Like Amazon's great. Like, I, I people hate on Amazon all the time because I guess they don't treat their employees uh, very well. Um, but thing about that is, um, I don't work there. I have, <laughs> I actually have a different job, so I don't care. <laughs> I love. I'm a bit of a. I'm a bit of a Schadenfreude. Like I'm. I'm kind of of a hater. Sort of like I love that Amazon bought Whole Foods because you go to the uh, the Oakland Whole Foods on Bay Street and you see uh, all the people that work there. They have like sleeve tattoos and like septum piercings and they work for Amazon now. It's like I, like I love it. So you just ask them like, Hey, what do you do, man? It's like I'm a punk rocker. It's like, Oh, cool. What's your day job? Uh, I work for the biggest corporation in the world. It's like, Oh, right on, dude. Rock and roll. Cool. <laughs> cool job. Uh, but like tech companies have gotten in, in trouble now. I like, remember last year is a little sensitive, but like last year, like uh, Apple got in trouble because the iPhone X and having problems in China, their facial recognition technology can differentiate between Chinese people's faces, which is a sensitive subject. I know, but I was hate to be the guy in the board meeting who's foresaw this coming, but was too shy to say anything about it. <laughs> it's like, just think about uh, the iPhone X. Did you ever think that maybe, Never mind, It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> And then the boss is like, Ted, speak up. What is it? Fine, tell us. It's like nothing, you know. It's like Black Lives Matter. I don't know. Yes, Ted, indeed. Black Lives do matter. Okay, anyway, that's my time. That's my time. <laughs> Adam Pearlstein, everybody. Hooray. Your next comic has a really cool last name. Clap your hands together for Darlene Bersnicki. Hey. 
Hey y'all, how's it going tonight? I um, went to, it was my friend's 30th birthday the other day and it was a uh, white trash themed because we're adults and um, I didn't know anyone there and she went around introduced me and be like, this is Darlene. <laughs> it's her real name, it's not part of the theme. <laughs> over and over again, it's like, okay, we fucking get it. It's, it's Darlene. In high school, actually, one of the local radio stations named uh, Darlene is one of the top three trashiest names of all time. With a cookie and one other one, I can't remember. But uh, something to be proud of. I'm gonna steal that Britneys are gonna be grandmas in the future. Cause it's all Darlene's, or was it you that said it? Oh, that was, well, I don't have to steal it, but that's fucking awesome because, yeah, no one except your like mom's aunt's cousin is named Darlene nowadays. Um, when I was young, like a little about myself, when I was, uh, when I was young, like I remember like, imagining that I was gonna be like a businesswoman. Like I was gonna go to work and like have a little business suit, and, like a clipboard and like, like, this is my presentation. Like that was what I thought life was cool about. Um, I got a degree in finance um, and then worked for like four months and was like, fuck, this sucks. And uh, just kind of like bailed on that entire career choice altogether. <laughs> is there a thigh clap back there? Okay, perfect. Oh. Just, um, yeah, I hate that money. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know where I was going with it, but, uh, when, um, now when I'm like at work and anytime anyone says anything, I just, I do this thing where I like whisper quit a lot. I don't know if you guys have ever, like if your boss comes into a meeting and is like, oh, I need these reports on the table and you're like, and then they leave and you're like, I quit. Just blow it at them. I had a girl that was telling me she went through her um, deck or presentation and she's like, yeah, so like if we're gonna break even, like this is the thing we have to do and like we're gonna have to do this and there's these numbers and we're gonna add them up and like that's how we're gonna make money. And then she goes, someone said, well, thanks for putting that together. And she goes, it's fine. I actually really enjoy doing it. And I was like, yeah, we fucking know, bitch. Like, let us go home now. I quit. Um, we all probably know this a little bit because uh, you guys live here, but uh, San Francisco's full of a bunch of little bitches. Um, they're not here. They're somewhere else. But um, like I was in South America a year ago and I was looking around thinking like, there's no way anyone's died from a peanut allergy around here. You know, like they just let those people die off and then moved on. And now like there's fucking little kids that go to school and their mom's like, um, <laughs> no one from this school can eat peanuts anymore. And that's the kid you should bully. All right. Thank you. <laughs> My name's Darlene. Thanks, guys. Darlene Bursnicki, everyone. Yay. Some kids deserve to be bullied. Hooray. Your next comedian. He's been so patient all night and he's given great comments. Clap your hands together for Marty Cunney. He left. Okay. He was so patient and he was over there in the corner. Okay. Here we go. Starler Burns. Same thing supply. Marty Cunney, if you're listening, shame on you. Just, just, just shame. Uh, so I only got three minutes, let's see. Y'all know what furries are, right? In fact, buzz off if you don't. This is San Francisco in 2019. What kind of goddamn deviant doesn't know what a furry is? So I learned recently that there are people with uh, furry personas, personas that are 
insects, which, oh, which I do find really interesting because if furries were real and we were all animal people, like Capital was a blonde koala bear, and there are also insect furries, I would be racist to the insect furries. Yes. Like, come on, man, you think I'm gonna break bread with a cockroach? You're gonna have to send out the federal marshals. And I don't care what the government says. No goddamn buggy is gonna marry my precious daughter, Princess Lillian Foxfire. I would send letter bombs over this. This is going very well, you guys. This is swimmingly. I'm gonna, I really wish I could get those comments because right now this is all just fleeing laid out into the abyss and then I'm looking into the abyss and then an idiom comes into play. In any case, I'm not really quite sure what to do with this bigotry in my heart. Like I can't even act on it because thankfully uh, furries aren't real and I'm not racist towards any humans. Well, consciously racist. I'm still young, so I'm sure I have plenty of instances of unconscious racism ahead of me. Or as I call them, this could have been timed so much better with that horn. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> Thank you. That's the end of that bit. And you don't get to say shit about it. Mmm, what can I do in 30 seconds? I'm just gonna tell you about a recurring kind of thought that has been in my brain that's also like a fear. And that is just the NBA teams playing basketball, but the basketball is a bowling ball. And they're just like throwing the ball, going for the three-pointer, and it gets blocked and it just shatters. Who's a de defensive player right now? Draymond. Yeah, let's go with Draymond Green. Just shatters Draymond Green's hand. You know, I don't know where I'm going with this. I think I'm just gonna go. This, this sucks. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll try that again some other time, and hopefully, hopefully I'll get some comments that can lead me from the astray. Thank you. Starler Burns, everyone. Strange dreams about Draymond Green. <laughs> It's racist. It's because he's a darker player. Your next comedian. She's a lady, and I hope I pronounced her last name right. Put your hands together for Sarah Rainey. Hi. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you. That was a really warm welcome, you guys. Uh, it's my first time here, so be nice. Uh, is anybody here in the cars? Not like the movie, like the mode of transportation. Cool. I, I'm not into them at all, I know nothing. All I know is that the term horsepower needs an update. Like, what? I understand why, like how it came to be, I understand what horsepower is, but like also, like what is one horse's power to me now? So like I've been trying to think of like what a modern equivalent would be, like 14 Beyonce thighs, or like uh, three people on bath salts. Or like one cup of cold brew. <laughs> these are these are the questions that like plague me, the things that I think about. And uh, another one, real fun. Um, do you guys think that there has been an uptick in pink eye since eating ass got trendy? 
Yeah, uh, un- unrelated, I-, I recently had pink eye. <laughs> You'll notice I'm not touching the microphone. Um, don't worry, I- you're like, does she wash her hands? Like, what are her hygiene practices? I do, I do, and I don't eat ass, and somehow still pink eye, so you're all uh, vulnerable. Um, fun fact, pink eye is the only eye color that can get you out of work. Brown eye never works, I should know. All of my eyes are brown. That's a thinker, you'll, yeah, there you go. Uh, boys. <laughs> um, the thing catcalling doesn't get you out of, though, to the uh, couple women in the room, uh, it, or pink eye doesn't get you out of catcalling. There it is. Pink eye doesn't get you out of catcalling, which is very upsetting because I was walking down the street the other day with my uh, goopy, crusty eye, no makeup, uh, and yet I was still followed and kissed at for like a block. Yeah, and what is that? Like, why do catcallers get you when you're at your worst, right? Like, me personally, anyway, I don't know. I feel like it's never when I'm just, like, bringing it. Because the people who catcall you when you're bringing it are gay men, and that is appreciated. (laughs) That is earned. But catcallers get you when you have pink eye. Like, what is that? So I've, I've been thinking a lot about it. Like, is it because they think I need the boost? Is it a kindness? They're like, oh, she needs, she needs this today look at her or is it because I'm vulnerable like they can tell I can't really see that well you know I'm it's like a wounded deer um cool well that's what I was gonna test out today thank you guys Sarah Rainey everyone yay thank you for everybody's patience who's still here we have a couple comedians left your next comedian is Ernest Evangelista gone what about he was in the back it's hard for me to people don't tell me when they're gone hunter uniac hunter uniac's gone too wow well then that's great i wanted to do a set anyway and there's that's absolutely that much time so me I'm actually kind of excited about this this government shutdown. I, I haven't really paid too much attention to it, but I've realized that if it stays shut down, I don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> like, stay closed, bros. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want to pay taxes. I actually have decided that because of this whole fiasco, California really does just need to become its own nation. I mean, we have everything we need. We have all the weed. We have all the food. We have all the entertainment. We have all the, all the, we have all the great stuff. We have all the in and outs. Hello. Like other states don't even have in and out. That's our shit. I say open the borders, be friends with Mexico. We're going to let in Oregon and Washington or whatever. Johnny Depp can be our president. Like avocados will be our currency. That's going to be like the new thing. We're going to be like avocados and Bitcoin, bitches. This is it. This is the future. California. That's that's all. That's my new California joke. That's why. Uh, that's that's all. That's my new California joke. What else would I want to say? I have like one more minute to say one more new thing. Oh yeah. So I've been. I was trying to figure out like how to use my body correctly. Uh, and <laughs> well, I just want to like if we're gonna become part robot, like I want to get sort of like a an oven. It like I want to have like an easy bake box twat like a oven a twat oven like an easy bake situation down here and it can use my own yeast 
And like when I'm when I'm like walking, that'll like knead the dough, and I can just like pop out like little like little rolls on the like freshly baked rolls on the bus. Bing! Like it's like it's a bun in the oven. It's a real bun in the. Bing! I was excited about that. The thing is, you can't make like croissant twats because it's the, the you got the butter. You can't have you got the butter cold, and that's just not going to happen. I realize there's so much energy in my body that's being wasted. Like every time I'm walking with a backpack, my shirt, my t-shirt rises up the back of my body. Why are we not using that energy? Like I feel like we could power a small school. Like I don't. Okay. Thank you guys. Thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. I really appreciate it. And the the new thing with the Twitch, I guess we're gonna be whenever Mark Neuer shows up, we're gonna have, we're gonna be on TV. Wow! I was like, I don't even have a smartphone, so I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna keep facilitating this wonderment. And this piece of art back here, it looks really cool in the Instagram photos. I'm very excited. Um, and thank you guys all for being here and staying. I really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your open mic nights. Okay. Bye. Yay! of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. 
Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play and Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your review. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and I'm giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you. How can you say that? I knew you wouldn't understand. For you, it's all about the rating. Let's go pillage, you say. But we never spent any time working on building our clan. Oh, come on. We need to build a good amount of gold before we can think about putting a down payment on that clan hall. That's always your excuse. I'm done. I'm logging off. Rose disconnects from the server and pushes back from her keyboard. Jack turns around on his uh, swivel chair behind her. 
my line. Oh, uh, what the hell, Rose? What? I'm done investing time in that relationship. Oh, uh, fine. World of Warcraft is old anyway. Wait, what are you doing? Rose puts on her VR headset. I'm logging on to VR Second Life. Uh, Jack puts on his VR headset also. VR Jack, I'm leaving you. What? Why? All you ever want to do is have VR sex. So? I need something more. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack. the world.